Hello, everyone, um, and welcome to this week's uh, episode of TeenCast. Today is uh, Sunday, the 8th of December, and we have a special guest, finally. So it's my good friend, CG. Say hi, CG. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so I know I kind of I missed last week's ep- like upload, but I have an excuse that I'll go into some other time, but there's a valid reason. Um, but now that we're back, I um, also wanted to say that I actually have a sponsor this week. Yeah, so <laughs> this, oh, how week's, nice. <laughs> this week's uh, we're going to be getting sponsors like every now and then it won't be every episode, but hopefully it'll be pretty often. Um, and uh, this week, actually, I'm sponsored by The Sun. So The Sun is like, oh, I love The Sun. Um, it's been here like around the earth since like the day one. Um, a lot of people use The Sun without actually even knowing it. And it does a lot of benefits. It's super helpful for crops and just generally helping you see. So, uh, and ever since I was born, actually, <laughs> I've personally used The Sun. It's the only reason why I can see personally. And it's really helped me going it's helped me kept going through all these like issues and stuff so i personally can vouch for the sun i really like it cg have you ever like used the sun do you have any experiences using it yes in fact actually i do i was just just thinking the other day like if if i didn't use the sun then i wouldn't be able to see that's i think that's one of like the main reasons yeah also i feel like every single one of our meals would just consist of like vitamin d pills and that's it (laughs) Yeah, so you can actually thank our sponsor, The Sun, for you not eating vitamin D pills. It's just having a plate full of pills because that would kind of suck. So uh, (laughs) anyway, you can go to www.sun.com forward slash (laughs) teencast and you can get one month of free skin cancer. And that's like a limited time offer. If you don't do it within like the link will go down in like a week. So if you want to get skin cancer for only a week and for free. Um, you can hit up the link and uh, it'll really help us out, support the podcast, support me. Um, so again, go to www.sun.com forward slash teencast. Okay, so now that we've got our sponsorships kind of out of the way, we can really get started. Um, and I know every um, episode I start by saying like a, a song from this week that I really liked and um, an album from this week that I really liked. But I haven't been able to listen to music all week. So CG, I'm going to ask you, is there any like music recently that you've really been like bopping to? Uh, yes, the music that I've been bopping to recently. Hold on. I, I actually have a song. I'm going to like pull up on my phone so I can like remember the title. Oh, yeah, go for it. I've just been listening to it a lot recently. Uh, Let's see. It is called um, Sunkissed by Kai Dreams. I've just been, like, feeling that. I've never heard that song before. What's it like? It's, like, really, really lovey-dovey, just about, like, how much, like, you just, like, the the speaker loves this one person. I'm like, damn, I feel that. Wow, that's really sweet. I feel like... uh sometimes music especially like when it really hits you in the feels with that that lovey-dovey mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. and you're like ooh yeah <laughs> so i've been i hopefully i can start listening to music again soon well my phone's been dead for like a week and a half so i haven't been able to but uh hopefully i can get back into that is there has there been an album like specifically that you've really liked recently well you already know like the jesus is king album i'm still not <laughs> over that because i've not really heard a lot of like because i i usually don't risk really listen to rap at all mm-hmm. but then like i just heard i was just on instagram like oh yeah kanye has a new album it's about like christian music and i'm like y'all must be capping <laughs> but they weren't and then i just i listened to it and, like the first song like the gospel aspect of the first song that just like got me i'm like dang this is the best thing i've ever heard 
yeah and just like listen to the whole album just on repeat and some people like don't like the album because of like it's like a different type of music that kanye really hasn't mm-hmm. made before but i personally like it a lot yeah i agree i thought jesus is king was a great album the i don't because they, there's a big difference for that like i know have you do you listen to gospel music like often yes yes this <laughs> is all like like regular black gospel music nigerian gospel music and then regular like christian songs <laughs> on the radio I listen to a lot. so you have a lot of like background with like gospel music i oh, actually yeah. have never listened to gospel music before jesus is king so even oh, wow. though like it was a very new experience for me i thought it was i still thought it was great uh i, I really like that album too um that's so good okay so uh did you um speaking of music have you gotten to do like your spotify wrapped i know that's yes thing. i did yes i did i did was there anything like surprising that you got from it yes i did not know what like it was called like my top genre is called otakor and i've never even heard really? of that word before and everyone's was like oh yeah it's anime music it's anime music but <laughs> i don't listen to anime music like i've listened to maybe two songs on spotify that have Japanese in them. I listen to like video game soundtracks a lot because like I like yeah just really like video game soundtracks and I like to compose music like that as well. And I just listen to that stuff a lot. <clears throat> but I guess like that falls under that same genre or something. So, like, yeah, that's interesting. Like... I actually like uh, <laughs> yeah. I like um uh video game soundtracks a lot. Is there like a specific one that you really like? Well, um, I like the Undertale soundtrack, of course. <laughs> yeah. And then also um Hollow Knight. That's like I just like cried. I was watching like a music theory video, and like the um the YouTuber was talking about Hollow Knight and just praising the soundtrack. And I have I hadn't heard it before at that point. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna give this a listen. I don't know what to expect, but then I heard like the first track, and I'm mm-hmm. like, dang, this yeah. is musical genius. And yeah. I, I I haven't even like seen any part of the game before, but I just listened to the soundtrack over and over again. And I saw like clips from the game and like the art and like the game is just such a good game even it's like completely separate from the music then when the music comes on again with like all the complex musical themes and stuff like that that's implemented it's just a masterpiece yeah i've uh i played hollow knight um because for when i was coming when i was making a trip down from um from maryland back to georgia it was like a long car trip that i had and so i had like 15 dollars, and i was like i'm just gonna buy a game from like the nintendo eShop so i can play it on the Mm -hmm. way back and i had heard a lot about hollow knight so I download it and I play it. And because I'm in the car, I have to plug in my headphones, right? And I'm listening as I'm playing this game. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, yeah, that game right, oh, right. has an amazing soundtrack. It's very, oh, it's very good. And it matches like the, uh, the kind of like the, the environment of the game very, very well. Every single sound. It's, it's a really good one. So I, I agree with it you is. highly on that one. It's very good. Okay, so um, basically the way that this week is going to work, well, pretty much all of the guests of podcasts, the way they, they're going to work is I'm just going to go through kind of like a series of topics and I'm going to ask your opinion and stuff like that. All it's right. super casual. We're just going to basically be talking. I know me and you, we talk very, very often outside of this and just outside <laughs> yeah. of school in general. So it's just going to be like a casual conversation. So you don't really have to stress about it too much. So um, All right, all right. Yeah, for the first one, um, I'm. Do you? Is there any like controversial or like unpopular opinions that you have? Unpopular opinion. Hmm. Now that you put me on the spot like that, I really can't like think of any. Well, is it? I feel like. Yeah, go on. Is there? Is there like something? Is there something that most people really really like that you don't, or is there something that 
maybe that maybe people don't really like very often, but you like a lot? Well, I mean, I guess like my music taste, because mm-hmm. usually like I remember like all the times that Miss Calvert's like uh, our TSA advice, she's like, oh, yeah, go play music. I'm like, oh, wait. I'd rather have someone else play music because the type of music I listen to is not everybody's cup of tea. Like, I listen to classical music a lot. Mm-hmm. Not everybody likes that. A lot, a lot, a lot of people think it's just boring. But as a classical musician myself, I just, like, have, like, a really deep connection with that type of stuff. Yeah. See, I've never really been, like, able to get into classical music. I feel like it's one of those things that if you're, like, exposed to it early or if you really have, like, the the ear for it, then it's, like, a very enjoyable thing. What specifically about classical music really gets you? Well, the classical music is like one subset of like, this is like one like um, um, literary period in music. Mm-hmm. I like, like, especially like like Baroque music a lot. Mm-hmm. That's because like the chord, um, the chord patterns and the chord transformations and that type of music. But um, <clears throat> my dad listened to classical music a lot as a child. And because his dad listened to classical music a lot <laughs> as a child, and I listened to classical music a lot as a child, because my dad listened to it when I was a kid, it's like been a thing that's just been yeah. going on. And like, um, I don't know, it just has like a, it just is one one of the things that connects me to to my father a lot, and I I appreciate that he's great. That's really sweet. Like for me, I wasn't really exposed to music much as a kid. Um, I think the only music that I really listened to was whatever my dad would occasionally put on when we got into the car like when he put on the radio um so it really i only got into music like later on in life and um the only classical music i've been exposed to has been in like uh school when you i know in elementary <laughs> school they force you to like play at some the classical lunch at pieces. lunchtime yeah and stuff like that oh my so God. i always thought classical music i'm like ah this is so boring it's just old men playing like string instruments <laughs> and stuff like that so I'd, I'd, I'd be happy for you to expose me. Like, what what are some artists or maybe uh, compositions that you really enjoy? Um, artists? Well, I like all, like, the big shots like Bach and Beethoven, Rachmaninoff, and Vivaldi especially. And, like, Vivaldi's, like, Four Seasons. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, um he, he composed a song. It was, like, the song, it's a violin soloist and an orchestra. And there's one, there's, like, four different sections for each of the um each of the seasons mm-hmm. and then there's subsections subsections within those sections wow about like different parts of that season and that so- actual whole song actually goes with a poem and just like it i feel like it just imbues the music with a complete like audio imagery of exactly what the season is about wow that's i think Vivaldi did a really really good job about that and gustav holtz he also made um a suite called the planets and he made whole bunch of different um pieces about each of the different planets and again just like when you i would like test my parents on it. i'm like oh what planet do you think this is about and they'd like get it right because wow. he did such a good job making the music that like the preconceived notion that we have of each of those planets is just like um exactly lines up with what we're hearing that's crazy i feel like that's one of the big lending factors about classical music or just instrument instrumental music as a whole like you can just add so much music and so much meaning using only sounds and i that's why i always wonder why it's like so much less popular i think that like what what do you think what do you think what what makes classical music like a lot less popular outside of people i know that actually play instruments well i think exactly what you said before how like it's just like you just feel like so much of old men playing instruments 
like there's not it's used it's like um when you go to art museums and you mm. look at the artwork and you're just like this is just like a whole bunch of colors i don't understand how people like like this stuff a lot yeah because a lot of like the really 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 good art was made a long time ago and there's just like that kind of disconnect between the present and the past and that's the same thing it just like translates over to the music that we hear today a lot of the new um not of artists now creating different types of like just using yeah not very many people make classical music today because <laughs> yeah. it's like making someone making like romantic pick romantic paintings today like not many people do that because that's not the literary period of right now yeah i just feel like that disconnect between the past and the present is what really like puts a lot of people off to it so and is, also it doesn't have words oh yeah that too is there is there a specific uh is there a song or an artist maybe that you would recommend that uh could help bridge the gap so like let's say you took a kid from high school right he listens to like pop music hip-hop uh if you gave him if you were to give him a song that you think he would like most off like most that came from classical music what what would that be what would that song or artist be that is a very 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 good question um i think that vivaldi's four seasons would also be good but i like mentioned before mm-hmm. the song that i mentioned before I mean, because I feel like it's like one that everybody will be able to enjoy, even if um you don't, you aren't like, uh you don't have a background in classical music. It's just something that you'll just be able to hear like, oh, yeah, this is nice. I like it. It's very, especially Vivaldi's summer. It's a lot of like heavy metal, like, like really like heavy rough, metal. aggressive wow. parts. That's interesting. The, the, as, as heavy metal as, <laughs> as uh, wooden boxes with strings can go, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like. It's I re- I really really like it's like it's the type of thing that people may not really expect when they think of classical music, and that kind of like tiny shock may like lead them to listening to more classical music. Definitely, definitely. I'll I'll be sure to give that a listen. I'll write that down. Uh, so is there any like other like recent events or uh recent like maybe conspiracy theories that you believe or really don't believe? Conspiracy theory. Uh. Well, my dad, like, on the anniversary of the moon landing, this is, like, kind of, like, just, like, unrelated, but on the anniversary yeah. of the moon landing, my dad, he was just, like, we were just, like, in the car, and he's, like, you know, it's the anniversary of the moon landing, and he's, like, I, it, the probability that at that point in time we had such, such, such technology to, like, get ourselves <laughs> up there, and we haven't really done it that much since that time, he's, like, I don't know, something's kind of fishy about that, <laughs> and I'm, like, hmm, you, you bring up a good point. That's just like one of the things. Also, like the the Epstein, yeah. uh, quote unquote suicide, <laughs> which I doubt was a suicide. Like, and everyone, almost everyone, is like, uh, yeah, uh, U.S. government, you are captain. Yeah, there's too Please many coincidences. Yeah. yeah, the pants of the entire U.S. government <laughs> are just in flames. <laughs> so, about do you do you, for the moon landing thing? I think that that's like one of the. I think on the on conspiracy theories, it's like a it's a spectrum, right? There are like people all the way on the like far left that believe that like oh yes, the Earth is completely flat, gravity doesn't oh exist, God. and then there there are like more moderate um, theories, like people like I guess you could say the Epstein um, um, situation, like the moon landing not being real. Those are kind of like those are things that people can kind of get behind. Do you kind of get behind the um, the moon landing one? I mean, I guess kind of, because like, as I said before, like the reasoning that my dad used, like it makes sense. I am not, I don't know much about like astrophysics Mm -hmm. and like technology and how to make rockets and stuff like that. 
So as someone who's like uneducated in that field, of course, my opinion is going to be like a bit more swayed than somebody who like actually knows how all of that stuff works. Like, I guess I would kind of get behind. Yeah, I understand that too. There are actually some people who believe that uh, the moon is a projection that's like held in place by the government. You know, there was a whole Sonic X episode on Really? (laughs) Yes. And Dr. Eggman, he like blew up the moon and he's like, you know what? I'm going to be nice now and I'm going to give everyone like lamps that they can use <laughs> um so that so that while i'm repairing the moon um you guys can have like some sort of light and sonic went around and started destroying all like the hubs for those lights and everybody's like sonic what the hell are you <laughs> <What>? doing <laughs> dr eggman's being so nice to us right now how could you do this and then like at the very end of the episode sonic pointed out that like um the thing that was like eclipsing the moon this entire time it like was moving with the moon and if like that thing was actually broken, it would have just stayed in place, and it wouldn't be actually moving to purposely block out the light of the. Um... Oh, yeah, let me rephrase that. It was the sun, and he broke the moon, so he was trying to fix the moon. Mm-hmm. So we had that like the broken moon eclipsing the sun. He was moving the moon so it could eclipse the sun at all times, so that there was no light coming to Earth. And actually, in those lights that he gave them, they're like, um, uh, sub consciously projecting mind control signals into the residents of earth and i'm like wow that's this so crazy. genius <laughs> imagine sonic x is bringing up topical political subjects it's insane <laughs> so like speaking of outer space like what about aliens do you believe that aliens may exist oh i would have to because the universe is just so vast it is. It just seems so. Un- just like mathematically, it just seems so yeah. unlikely that we are the only form of intelligent life. When our planet, like leaving our entire galaxy, is just a tiny, 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 tiny portion of what's out there. Mm-hmm. And the like the um areas that we've been able to expand to with our current technology are extremely limited. So I feel like um I was I've been watching like a lot of YouTube videos about that. Yeah, Not yeah. recently, but like past recently. And they're just talking about like the probability that um intelligent life lives out there and either they just haven't reached here yet or we're so unadvanced that they don't bother to even try to communicate dang. with us because we are so far below them. And I'm like, dang, <laughs> that, so that kind of hurt is low key. <laughs> Imagine like you're a being with so much technological and mathematical like advancement that there are these little plebs out in the corner of the universe <laughs> and you know they exist but you know that like if you ever communicated with them you just explode their brains i feel like it's humans trying to communicate like advanced mathematical like um theories to like ants yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like what if okay so let me give you a scenario let's say mm-hmm. that these super intelligent aliens came down to earth right a spaceship full of them yeah and they said they saw you and they're like, hey, look at that human. You know what? I think that the people back on our planet would really get a kick out of seeing that human. And so they abduct you. Right. But these aliens, oh, no. they're they're really nice. So they give you an option. You can either live in a zoo or perform in a circus for the rest of your life. Which one would you choose? Uh, you say live in a zoo or perform in a circus for the rest of my life? Yeah, Those both the of them. Options. I mean, if you lived in a zoo, it would be for the rest of your life. And yeah. if you perform for the circus, it would be for the rest of your life. Like, which one would you choose? So either way, I'm not going home. No, yes. Either way, you're not going home. All right. Home. Then, uh... 
Ooh, that's a hard one. Because if I live in a zoo, I'm not going to have to do anything. But then yeah. I'm going to just be in my enclosure for, like, the rest of my life. If I'm in a circus, there's, like, traveling circuits all over the place. Yeah. I don't have to, like... I mean, I could be, like, a human stand-up comedian. <laughs> 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 that's, that's a one-man circus all on its own. I don't know. That's start, now that I just said that, Valside, that's just, like... Being a being a comedian for a whole bunch of aliens, that's starting to sound more appealing than just like yeah. sitting. You could just walk around and they'd probably think it's hilarious. It's like uh yeah, yeah, with elephants yeah. like, like... <laughs> <laughs> walking on two legs. Imagine <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> that's really funny. That's a good point. Most of the time, whenever I've asked that question, um, I've always gotten the answer zoo. I've actually never gotten any justification for the circus. So I actually I kind of do agree with you. Like I feel like it would give it would be a lot more interesting if I can just yeah. go around, get to see this huge planet that I've never been on. And I think you would probably get some fame. Like if you're in a zoo, yeah, probably. then I mean sure, people would be like, "Oh yeah, that's the zoo." And it has that guy named CG I heard about. He's a mm-hmm. human. And so people would like go to that zoo to see you. But they'd probably like make fun of you more than if you were in a circus. So that's yeah. a thing. But they'll throw tomatoes at me. <laughs> alien tomatoes. Alien tomatoes. <laughs> That's such a weird concept. I feel like right. on other planets, like if aliens do exist, they can't be eating the same things we are. They, yeah. I wonder what alien food would be like. See, that's just one of those things that is honestly just, like, completely up to our imagination. Because yeah. they could literally, like, eat anything. They could, like, they could, like, be rocks that eat, like, uh, rocks. <laughs> eat but, more like, rocks. They're alien, but, then, but, like, their alien rocks are different than, like, themselves as rocks. Yeah. I don't know. The possibilities are literally endless because we have nothing to go off of. Aside from, like, Subnautica. The game. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's so many vague there's so many vague interpretations of aliens nowadays that like you can whatever you want an alien to be is legitimately it's a good point. Like because uh, when I was a kid, um there was this book that we had in our library and it was it was really strange, but I remember one of the chapters um it was talking about if alien it, it, the illustrator he drew an example of what an alien would w- look like on every single planet um in the solar system and so like it yeah. showed that i think on saturn or jupiter i think it was i think it was Ju- jupiter is the biggest one right or is it saturn yes it's no, jupiter okay yeah planet. so it it said that on jupiter like the aliens would be these really short blubby like oh that's funny. kind of clay creatures because the gravity on jupiter is so high that they wouldn't be able to be tall and so like Things like that, I always wonder how they would kind of incorporate into aliens. My uh, my uh, elementary school science nerd itself is acting up at that <laughs> uh, interpretation of them being short, stubby giants on Jupiter, even considering the fact that Jupiter is literally all just gas. Yeah, you're right. They'll just like implode, <laughs> just into, implode the core. into the core. And then every time another one's born, it just creates more fuel for the planet to keep on going. <laughs> wait oh no it's terrible that's such a terrible jupiter actually we get swallowed by jupiter before we get swallowed by the sun no no it's a vor but with planets (laughs) yeah so speaking of kind of like science because Mm -hmm. i think science as a whole is such an incredibly interesting kind of subject because there's so many like different aspects of it and like regardless of if you like chemistry or physics 
there's always something that you can get behind. Is there like a science, um, a kind of, a, I don't know. Is there a yes, specific like, aspect I, yeah, I, of science I completely, that you really I completely yeah. under, I like um, the innovation aspect because like science is like how we do stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And the farther we go with science, the farther our species, exactly, our species advancement is directly tied to the tools that we make and how we're able to incorporate those things. Mm-hmm. And making those tools and understanding how they work and um, using them, that's just like science. Yeah. And like, especially, I've been like reading a lot of like sci fi stuff since I was a wee little lad. <laughs> and um, I read books like Maximum Ride about like some kids that were like genetically engineered till they had like bird wings and they could fly. Yeah. But then it was all about like how evil genetic testing on humans is because there's so many like failed products that were either killed and they were just, or they were in like constant pain and they were just deformed. And there's also like that type of stuff. And then also stuff like the anime Sword Art Online, which yeah. is literally an entire virtual war that a virtual world that's like accessible only through your mind while you're sleeping. And that concept just like blew me away. I'm like, wow, like what if that was like actually real? Yeah, I mean like right that's now like we that. have VR and like yeah. I think VR is one of those things where you know how people say, uh, people always make that joke, like, in 1980, they were like, oh, we're going to have flying cars in the year 2019. But in 2019, yeah. we just have, like, nail clippers or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like VR is the one thing right now where people can look at it and they're like, yes, that is futuristic. Because you're putting on a pair of goggles and you're, like, immersing yourself in this entire alternate universe. And it's crazy. Yeah. Have Speaking you of VR... VR- Hold on, hold on. Speaking yeah, of VR, yeah. did you know that if you use glasses in real life, you still have to use glasses while looking at VR stuff because you're still going to have, like, if you're, like, farsighted, oh, like, no. stuff that's far away is still <laughs> going to look fuzzy even though it's that's just so, a screen. That's so and, Like, crappy. I heard about that, and I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. <laughs> but I've never, like, personally experienced VR. But I've just heard about that, and that's just got me bent. Yeah, that anyway, really yeah, sucks. Imagine, like, <laughs> imagine you have a chance to, like, go into a different world entirely but the caveat is you're going to be super uncomfortable because you still have to wear your glasses science has That's come so far ugly. but it hasn't come far enough so that you don't have to use your glasses in vr <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny that is funny and like uh for like science um have you have you ever done like the science fair have you had to do science fair yes i did do science fair it was not something i was interested in only because i was forced to do it every single year you know mm-hmm. and like at this point i literally like can't even remember any of the science fair opp- things i had to do because i just felt like it was like oh i've just dragged through this thing i just slapped together something got like a high b on it and i'm like all right <laughs> is there do you remember any of your like science experiments specifically um no but jacob henson in uh like uh eighth grade he mm-hmm. made one and it got like it like finaled somewhere like really really high and i was just like it was i think it was about like electromagnetic radiation or something wow, like that crazy. i just like found that really 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 interesting how like he just did it because before i was just like i don't know that just made me kind of like science for a bit more yeah okay but, so i'm uh, gonna pause you right there because yeah i'm actually having some technical difficulties so i'll be right back no one Anyone who's listening, you're not going to see this part, obviously, because I'm going to edit it out. But uh, just give me a second. Technical difficulty. All right. All right. Ah, yes. Okay. I return. Hello. I also had to take out the groceries from the car, so. Oh, (laughs) strong man. Ah, yeah. I did the thing where you, um, 
you take the groceries and you line them up along your arm so you can take up like 50 bags. Oh, goodness well, I've never actually tried that. I literally just like would hold like an entire cart with a grocery <laughs> just in my two hands and all of my fingers would be dying. But yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I don't want to go back outside again. Yeah, that's the worst. Okay, so I think we're talking about the science fair, right? Yes. Uh, and oh, also for the science fair, uh, I know that at least in my school, uh, <laughs> every single year, there was always like at least two or three people who did the gum chewing one where they tried to find which brand had the longest lasting flavor. Have you ever seen that? Hmm. Um, I cannot say that I have. Really? I thought I thought because yeah. um, I know that in like TV shows, everybody always makes fun of the person who does like the volcano for yeah. the science fair i've actually never seen someone actually do that in my school exactly at our school yeah. there were, our teachers were like if you do that you're getting a zero <laughs> <laughs> they just wanted to let you know yeah you're gonna fail yeah. if you do that so the one that i always saw instead was the gum chewing one where basically you choose like five different brands of gum and then you chew them and see which one uh loses their flavor first and uh for some reason, they always thought it was a good project. It never won or anything, but they always got good grades. I think the yeah. highest place I ever got, I got was second place because I did a experiment about learning and like whether people remembered a series of like uh, words, if they were like read to, if they made the words out of like clay or if um, if they read the words themselves or something like that. See, that's extremely like big brain science project. That sounds, Thank you. That sounds like something I would genuinely be interested in, like viewing at a science fair. So I think uh, the the big um, the big push for um, education, where uh, the reform for so that everybody with all different learning styles can be um, can learn better. I think that all originated from my um, fifth grade uh, <laughs> fifth grade <laughs> science grade. Yeah. So yes, I take um. I take all the responsibility for that, so you can thank me personally. You should patent it. Yes. <laughs> patent it. Okay, so uh, actually, funnily enough, speaking of scientific experiments, um, I have a game that we're going to play right now. Oh, boy. <laughs> so it's called Real or No Real, um, and the whole point of the game is I'm going to read off a couple of scientific studies. There are going to be three, right? Two of the scientific okay. studies are going to be real, and one of the scientific studies isn't going to be real. And your job is to figure out which one is the fake one and which ones are the real ones. Okay? All right. I'll try my best. Okay. So this is study number one. Okay. So basically, in this study, researchers wanted to find out which one was worse, driving drunk or driving while using a phone. So what they had, uh, they recruited, like it happened in 2006, they recruited 40 people um, and they tested their performance um, four times on a driving simulator while they were drunk. Um, so in one driving session, they used cell phones and in another session, they talked while using like uh, the earbuds or like hands, hands free. Um, and then in a third session, they, um, they were tested while they were actually drinking. And so the results said that uh, drivers using either type of cell phone were involved in more traffic accidents in the driving simulation than drivers who were drunk or sober. And so the people who were using the cell phones were actually five times more likely to cause an accident than non-distracted drivers. 
course, that that does make sense because the cell phone just involves all of your attention. Yeah. Even when you're like drunk, you're still trying your best to focus, yeah. even though you're you're like your um your the clefts in between your synapses are like you know what I'm gonna uh, take my sweet time <laughs> with transmitting these neurotransmitters. At least like you're like you're trying to be focused. Yeah. If you're on your phone, all that attention is away from the road. And when you refocus on the road, all that new input that you're getting has to be, like, processed. Yeah. Because you're switching from looking at, like, a screen to, like, a road, which is something entirely different. That's actually a very good point. Like, I've never thought of that point. Because most of the time when people are like, yeah, you shouldn't shouldn't drive and look at your phone, the point that they always make is that you're going, that you're um, not focusing on the road. And so something might happen on the road while you're looking away. But your point is actually more accurate that when you look away from a phone to a like a road you go from nothing to all this information that you have to like deal with at once yeah so and like segueing off of that like what i just said it's mm-hmm. the same thing as like you're in a passenger seat of a car and like the driver's looking left and looking for cars while they're about to turn and then you're looking right mm-hmm. and you see a car coming from the right and like you know there's a car coming but like you need to realize that the driver is not you. Mm-hmm. So when you tell them there's a car coming, they didn't like know that previously. So they need to process the fact that there's a car coming before they act. Whereas you already knew that. So it's like that time it takes for them processing new information. It like it takes time for that to happen. Yeah. And as I said before, like that's probably also part of the um reason why the car crashes happen so frequently because it's going from having a steady stream of like synonymous information. Mm-hmm having like a disjointed stream of completely different information yeah i see i need you to say that to my mother because every time i'm driving she'll like really freak out over one car that i definitely didn't see coming but her yelling at me like it's not helping me at all okay yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's a steady one um now steady two is um it's a study conducted in 2015 um scientists wanted to figure out like you know how when you go to the doctor's office and well yeah. at least when you were a kid and you leave they have a bowl of like lollipops yeah so scientists in 2015 they wanted to figure out which flavor of lollipop given to children after a like um a painful like um trip to the doctor which one would alleviate their pain best right so they took a group of 50 children from the ages of 5 to 10 mm-hmm. um 25 of them were boys and 25 of them were girls um, and immediately after receiving the same shot, um, they were given a lollipop of one of four flavors. The flavors were cherry, lemon, grape, and blue raspberry. And so the results actually showed that blue raspberry seemed to reduce the children's pain the most. And <laughs> lemon actually made them feel, say the pain was actually worse after the oh. shot. And so... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that. <laughs> scientists speculate that it's due to the, like, the sour properties of the lemon like because you have to deal with like the pain of the shot and then the sourness of the limit like made it worse so (laughs) that's the second study is the one about lollipops and then the third study is um this actually happened in 1994 um and so the goal of the study was to find whether wearing dry underwear or wet underwear was more uncomfortable in the cold so they took a, a, a group of eight men who were wearing um they wore either long underwear um, or they wore um, like boxers and they had varying mm-hmm. um, like thickness of like d- and varying material. Um, yeah. They yeah. basically what they did was 
for some of them, four of them wore wet underwear in a chamber for an hour in 50 degrees Fahrenheit, right? And then four others wore dry underwear in the chamber for 60 degrees. Um, yeah, for 50 degrees for 60 minutes. And so mm-hmm. basically, um, every 10 minutes, the men rated how uncomfortable they were, how much they were shivering, and how much they were sweating. And they also had their skin tested, uh, like the temperature of their skin. And so, like, it makes sense, but the results were that the men in wet underwear felt less comfortable than the guys in dry underwear. Yeah, of course. And so, yeah. And so the whole conclusion came that when you're in a situation where your underwear is wet, it's more important the thickness of the underwear and not the type of material. So if for, for whatever reason you're stuck in the Arctic tundra and your underwear is wet, you should wear thick underwear and not like a, not thin underwear. That's, that's about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so right. those are the three options, just to refresh your memory. Um, test number one was about the drivers with the cell phones. Um, test number two was the children in the lollipops. And test number three was about the men in the wet underwear. All right. I think number two is fake. Number two. Uh, why do you think yeah. it's number two? Well, um, they were talking about like the pain ratings for mm-hmm. kids uh, taking like after they're getting shots. I think that the type of um, unless because you said they would like just like get from the kids. I think unless they were like actually like fully scanning the kids brains and like mm-hmm. pain receptors in the brain. Just them verbally saying how bad they feel like pain is something that is extremely uh subjective yeah yeah like everybody has different pain tolerances so the fact that some people they have a higher pain tolerance that um the um and they could be they could just like react to different um lollipop flavors Mm -hmm. they 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 wouldn't have that much of a change in reaction based on the lollipop flavors solely based on the fact that the shot really didn't hurt that much to begin with because they had such a high pain tolerance and some kids they see a needle and like they die no, yeah, they're that's so true. afraid of like getting pricked and they're just going to be hurting regardless of um whatever the, <laughs> whatever uh, flavor the lollipop they get yeah yes exactly <laughs> the sweet glucose from the lollipops will not offset the trauma that they got from <laughs> getting their flu shot okay so you were actually right uh congratulations Woo-hoo, you win the first game well, no, the first yeah, the one. First. Oh no! Well, not not saying I'm not saying there are multiple ones. I got to do that next time. Yeah. But like our first instance of the game, uh, uh, I yeah. actually should have. I probably should have thought more about doing a doctor study as a fake one for someone who's taking an anatomy class currently. So there probably should have been yeah. more thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I... what's the most obscure thing that I can choose that lo- seems realistic enough but isn't. And so, I mean, I guess that one's kind of, was kind of off base, but I am surprised that the underwear one actually did, did exist. That was a legitimate study um, conducted in 1994, and that's all they wanted to know. They wanted to know whether it was more important that your underwear was, what, what it was more important what fabric your underwear was made out of, or how thick it was to kind of like adjust the comfortable level of you while your underwear is wet. That was a legitimate study that legitimate taxpayer dollars went into. Oh, this is what I'm paying my income tax for. <laughs> this is what my That's income funny. tax is going towards, a study of doctors and uh, wet underwear. <laughs> Do you actually... That's... Have you ever had yes. to deal with, like, 
and this sounds really really weird but have you ever been in like a really cold situation and for some reason your clothes are wet like wet under well not, not specifically cold, underwear there have been there but there have been oh no no, no there have been so many instances in which i have forgotten like i'll put my clothes in the washer overnight mm-hmm. but not the dryer and like this is an outfit i've already determined that i'm going to wear so like if it's like an undershirt like all my undershirts are in the washer but not in the dryer mm-hmm. i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna go to school with a wet undershirt and i'm going to suffer but this is what i get for having such poor foresight and now i'll go to school and I would like, I'll like put on my undershirt for the first time. And I'm like, because <laughs> <laughs> it just feels so uncomfortable. <laughs> I just had to tough through it. I just had to, had to deal with it. Yeah, the exact same yeah, thing. But like when you were saying me. that study, when you were saying that study, I'm like, oh, I, I remembered all those times I had to put on uh, a wet undershirt. <laughs> yeah, it's so terrible. Especially in like during the winter. Because, oh, oh yeah. my goodness, because sometimes I'll run the gambit of putting my clothes in the washing machine when I go to sleep. And then I say, okay, I'll wake up early tomorrow. I'll wake up, put them in the dryer and then go back to sleep and I'll wake up to warm clothes. I always tell myself that. However, I never actually wake up. I see my alarm and I turn it off. So I have to get dressed, but all my clothes are in the washing machine. And so they're slightly damp. And boy, it is the worst feeling, especially when it's cold outside just having oh, yeah. cold wet clothes is uh actually it's really funny some people wear wet socks to bed there's like a couple of groups of people who Why? do that i Why? don't know like some people believe that it's actually like healthy um there are also these specific types of pads that you put on your feet and apparently they like suck the toxins out the rest of your body they've been proven oh, fake but you of know of course they <laughs> any just like hearing that i'm like ain't no way you cannot suck out a quote unquote toxin through your <laughs> soles of your feet. feet by putting pads on them that's not how it works yeah people just believe in some weird things honestly and actually if you ever want to like here's a tip for everyone if you ever want to be sick next day for school for whatever reason let's say there's a test coming up and you just don't want to go um if you put wet sock cold wet socks on and you sleep in them almost guaranteed you will wake up to a cold yep like you're just going to be sick the next day (laughs) and so i mean i guess you could fake it have you ever tried faking like being sick oh no oh no because i knew my my parents are not the type of people i've only ever actually but here's the thing i enjoy learning and going to school so much that like i'm going anyway and there's this one there's been one time there's been one day in my entire school career it was in like elementary school in which i was so sick i like tried to walk and i just fell and then my mom's wow. like all right you're not going to school that was literally the only time because anything i would eat i would just throw it up like 30 minutes later so I was like, I don't even know what was going on there. I was just really, really, really just sick. But as I said before, I just enjoy learning and going to school and seeing all my friends so much that even if I have a cold, I'm just going anyway. And also, I'm taking classes that if I miss a day of school, I am boned. <laughs> You're done for. Wow, look yes. at CG, the, the model student right here. That's amazing. I never tried like faking sick. But I definitely have over-exaggerated my sickness before. That been and days. also, my mother's a pediatrician. Yeah. She's the one you would see when you go to the doctor's office. So, of course, <laughs> she, would, she would see through my flimsy alibi immediately. Yeah, my mom is a nurse. So, the only, like, the only time that I've been off of school is because when I was, like, saying that I was sick was, like, maybe in elementary school when I say, oh, yeah, mom, I'm really not feeling good. 
And she definitely knew I was lying. She definitely knew I was lying. But there was something that I needed to do that day. So she'd be like, oh, okay, it's okay. You can stay home from school. So she let me believe Mm -hmm. that I was smart. But (laughs) in the end, she was getting what she wanted. So, (laughs) yeah. So that's been, I don't know how long it's been because I'm terrible at tracking time. But I think we're going to wrap it up there. It was a pleasure, a pleasure speaking to you today, CG. Is there anything you want to say to um, our audience real quick before we close off? Uh, well, first I'd like to say, so thank you for having me on this. No um, like I listened to your first one and I'm like, dang, I need to be on, I need a uh, cameo <laughs> on this soon. But, um, say to the audience, hmm, uh, college admissions do not define who you are. Yes. And I say mm. that before I get my, uh, Emory college decisions on Wednesday. Oh goodness. So, uh, yeah. So based on how I'm acting on on Thursday, it it will be evidence whether I got <laughs> in or not. <laughs> well, I hope I hope you get in CG. You're you're big brain dude, and I'm sure they'll accept you. And like yeah, you said, you. if not, it's not the end of the world. Uh, that's definitely something I need to take to heart because you know, especially nowadays, um, in school and parents, they really put a lot of emphasis on your success based on where you go. Oh yeah, and that's definitely yeah. untrue. There have been like a ton of studies that show that irregardless of like what school you go to and whether it's an Ivy League or not, you pretty much have an equal chance of succeeding. It's just about yeah. how much like you want to put forth the work. Yeah, exactly. How much how much how much effort you put forth. Yeah. So what a great note to close it on. Positive note. Yes. Keep yes, your head up, course. guys. Um school is coming to a close, at least for me and for CG, because we're both seniors yes, coincidentally. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm really excited for, for for it to be over. Also winter break mm-hmm. is coming up soon so I can chillax this during is my birthday break. oh that's true I'm gonna it's be legal birthday. i'll be able 18. to get drafted yeah oh woo. <laughs> i'm not turning 18 till next year so i've got some time ahead of me okay so thank you for coming cg it was a pleasure having you thank you for listening everybody that was this week's episode of teen cast i don't know if we'll have a guest next week or not it depends on whether or not i can scrounge together someone Hopefully we will, and uh, I guess you'll find out next week, so keep your eyes open for that. Um, This has been Zaid and uh, CG, and uh, we're signing out. Bye. Goodbye.